right. Well, let's move into uh, part two. We've been we've been covering uh, the first half. I mean, not plot wise, but uh, stream of consciousness wise. Yeah. We've covered the first half of uh, <laughs> of Firewalk with me. Yeah, uh, Garrett. Uh, I'm Kabir. This is uh, Garrett's with me. Uh, my 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 David Lynch Sherpa. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, say say I'm in charge of casting for this movie. Uh-huh. And uh, you say, okay, you know, we're going to have a couple local police officers. Some of them are going to be involved in drugs. Some of them are going to be a little weird. Well, they're all going to be pretty weird, but some are going to be rough around the edges. Some are going to be weird. There's one cop who's going to be kind of a nerd, kind of a weenie kind of plays by the rules get me jack bauer <laughs> man such a, this this emasculated Kiefer sutherland was difficult for me to watch and i and i you know you know obviously he became yeah. a harder actor in his yeah, in, when yeah, he got yeah. older and, and really it was 24 that really brought that out in him but yeah to see him kind of like second guessing himself and being like a wimp it was just so weird. And then Chris you're Isaac. Probably, yeah, you're probably, yeah, that's right. Chris Isaac is the tough guy. I know. You're probably, that's probably what um, Kiefer was experiencing as he was at the premiere. Like, I got to, I, I got to turn this shit around. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I got to get dark fast. Uh, so they go into the diner. Mm-hmm. There is uh, a crew working <laughs> on something yeah. just outside of the diner. Because you can see the sparks when they come in. Yeah. And this guy, first of all, this is, this is, this is one of the several characters that I noted who appears to be uh, like, maybe he learned this, like doesn't speak English and learned the script phonetically. <laughs> the way he's delivering the words, it's as though he doesn't know what they mean. And he says, Irene, ask Irene. Irene is her name and it's night. Don't go any further with it. There's nothing good about it. Mm. Well, that's a warning. I mean, you know, they're they're warning them off. Like, hey, uh, I don't know if you realize there's a whole sex demon, <laughs> uh, you know, cult thing going on in this small town. Yeah, but 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 you're probably you know, gonna disappear to this weird alternate dream world reality. Just be cool. He can't just he can't just say go back yeah, to Irene DC. Works here. Irene like, works here. It's nighttime though, so she doesn't want to get bothered. Um, and uh, you know, I wouldn't ask any questions because it's not going to go well for you. Instead, he says, and I'll repeat it. Yeah, Irene is her name, and it mm-hmm. is night. Nice. Don't go any further with it. There's <laughs> nothing a... good about it. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not wrong. And then he kind of laughs, and then the guy next to him keeps working on his. Uh, welding project. Yeah, and yeah. there's a man uh, who kind of looks like a like a pirate. Okay, uh, sitting in the corner. Yeah, and the whole thing is shot at kind of a weird angle. Yeah, uh, and and then I thought to myself, maybe this is like a weird dream thing. Uh, but then they go inside, and those three characters come in and sit in the back of the diner, so they're very real. Oh, they do. They do. Yeah, they're just sitting there. Oh, I didn't. I don't. I don't remember that. Are they so, watching? Are they w- looking at the? Is there, is there like a? No, breaking of just, the third wall? Not, not really. Uh, not that I can tell. They're kind of in the background. They're kind of far away. Mm-hmm. But they're just sitting there. Yeah. Uh, and then so uh, Chris Isaac proceeds to question um, Irene. Irene. Yeah, she's a delight. She's a little weird. There's a guy 
to the right mm-hmm. who's there with a woman. Mm-hmm. The woman looks like I wrote, I described her as a French model. Yeah. 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 And she's, and this is kind of like a, he's like a grizzled old guy and he's, and he's, uh, looking at them and he's like, Hey, are you asking about the, the, the murdered girl? And Chris Isaac just ignores him for some reason. Yeah. And, and then, then Kiefer, I think Kiefer asks him like, Kiefer right? is like, Hey, should we interview that guy? <laughs> and, then, and Isaac, Isaac kind of like rolls his eyes. Like, all right, he, junior. He bullies him into spilling coffee on himself. Yeah. And then the guy again says, Hey, are you asking about that murdered girl? And then Chris Isaac just walks away. That guy had information about the case. Do you think you what think what's going on? You think Chris Isaac is in on it? Because you're right. Because there's multiple scenes. So when they go to Harry Dean Stanton's uh, uh, beautiful trailer park, yeah, uh, and then that the pirate woman, oh my god, shows up. Right. Once this again, pirate. I found myself. Hey, we should probably interview this woman. This pirate woman. I have to describe this. Let me let me paint you a picture. <laughs> They're they're in this trailer and it's it's like a pretty normal investigation. You know, they're looking at stuff. They're not they're you know examining the, mm-hmm. the murder victim's you know house, looking at some clues, looking at some photos, doing some good detective work. Uh, and the uh, property manager's there. He's kind of explaining a little bit about her. He has a band aid, which no one comments on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how you, how'd you, you get wound, the yeah, how, on your forehead? I, I believe it's still bleeding. A little bit, yeah, because it's still red. Yeah. And no, he's not like, what happened? Are you okay? No, he mm-hmm. ignores them. So they're looking around, and then this this hunched over woman mm-hmm. with a with a cane mm-hmm. appears in the doorway. And instead of yelling out "What the fuck!" drawing your weapon and shooting wildly, which I might have done, he he says he's he's you know good for Chris Isaac. He says, "Hey, uh, did you know the victim?" Yeah, yeah. And then she, I, I believe, uh, becomes very upset. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the property manager also becomes very upset. And then she doesn't turn around and walk out. She backs out (laughs) of the door. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And then Chris Isaac looks at the property manager who's smoking a cigarette and has a faraway look like he's just seen a ghost. Yeah, yeah. And then he just, it's over. He doesn't care. No, like, hey, we should follow her. She must have had information. Do you know who that woman is? No, no <laughs> questions like that. I think I think Isaac's in on it, man. Uh, we got to talk about the airport scene too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Uh, <laughs> if you say so. Um, so, so uh, special agent in charge, David Lynch, calls. Mm-hmm. Calls Chris Isaac in from the field. From what he's like arresting, there's like a there's like a it's, yeah, yeah. It's, very it's, aggressive it's, use of their their weapons against this. It's a school bus with against this these perps. By the and, way, did you notice one of the kids? I think he has some sort of splatter all over his clothes. Uh, I, I oh, here's what I saw. Is I did saw, you see that? I was disturbed. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I saw yeah, a school yeah. bus full of children. Yeah, and then it looks like they were doing like a like arresting a bunch of prostitutes. Uh huh. In the middle of the woods. So in the middle of the woods. Why were these? Why was there a school bus full of children with prostitutes in the middle of the woods? And I saw that, and this is one of the first things that you see in the movie. And yeah. I thought to myself, like, that's kind of this is kind of like funny. I wonder if this is going to be a funny movie. <laughs> Boy, it, was I it wrong. would be. 
It would be if if if, if only uh, you could sleep after you watched it. Like you could see like like the Naked Gun, you know, maybe yeah. opening with a scene where he's arresting a bunch of prostitutes in front of a school bus. Yeah, yeah. And then they just don't explain it. Like it's a sight gag. Like that's what I thought was going on. Oh. Uh, anyway, he gets on the phone. Uh, he can't hear his boss really well, so for some reason he lowers the antenna on the car, which doesn't make any sense. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then and then his boss flies him out to a local airport <laughs> for a briefing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and know, Kiefer is there too. He's a professional. Yeah, so he, no, I'm okay with all this. He gets out of the plane, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the the let, let me explain it this way: the um, the the boss played by David Lynch. Mm-hmm. wants to tell him tell him give him a briefing and all the information that he wants to give is okay you're going to go and look at a murder investigation there's a chance that the authorities might give you trouble the local authorities they're not going to be receptive to the fbi in fact their lead detective i think is hiding something and there's a, there's a chance that he'll be a little belligerent so you might have to get tough with him uh, you're gonna to have to do a lot of legwork there's gonna be a lot of walking around a lot of you know hands-on investigation and uh we think that the local sheriff we think that his uncle's in federal prison. There's drugs involved. And uh, one other detail that I'm just not going to tell you. <laughs> Wants to convey that information. Well, he, he gets the message across. <laughs> All valid information. Right, right. Instead of giving him the information, he, he, he brings out a dancer. Is a she woman. a dancer? Is she a dancer? She's, well, she's well, some sort of medium, right? Uh, he brings out a woman. And he mm-hmm. says, I got a gift for you. Instead of saying all the information that I just said to you in about 15 or 20 seconds, uh, she dances for about 15 or 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And David Lynch says, she's my, I believe he says, cousin's brother's gal. Yeah. yeah. Like that. And then he puts his hand over yeah. his face. Yeah. Uh, so that his, uh, it, it's to describe it, he's bringing his hand down over the top of his head and putting his fingers in front of his eyes like he's almost giving himself like a like a like a catcher's helmet kind of look. Yeah, or like like bang fingers. Yeah, okay, yeah, bang fingers. <laughs> All right. Uh and of course Kiefer Sutherland is like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. And then in the car ride, uh they they describe it. Yeah, well, it's, I mean it's like come on, rook. <laughs> Welcome to the FBI. You're not in the academy me, uh, anymore, son. Let me play it for you. <laughs> so, this is how things are in the field. I think it's worth uh, hearing uh, how he describes what we just saw. This, and yeah, we can appreciate again what Kiefer says to start the con- to broach the subject of the insane dancing girl that was, by the way, in an airplane hangar waiting for them, <laughs> and then came out of the airplane hangar and then did this bizarre dance really was something with the dancing girl, wasn't it? <laughs> what exactly did that mean? He wants to ask, but he's it to too you. nervous to ask. Remember Lil's wearing a sour face. What do you mean? Her face had a sour look on it. <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> We're going to have problems with the local authorities. We're not going to be receptive to the FBI. Both eyes blinking means trouble higher up. The eye is the local authority. Sheriff and a deputy be my guess. You notice she had one hand in her pocket, which means they're hiding something. 
and the other hand made into a fist, which means they're going to be belligerent. Lil was walking in place, which means there's going to be a lot of leg work involved. Cole said Lil was his mother's sister's girl. Now, what's missing in that sentence? The uncle. Not Cole's uncle, but probably the sheriff's uncle's in federal prison. Let me ask you something, Stanley. Did you notice anything about the dress? The dress was altered to fit her. I noticed a different colored thread where the dress was taken in. We're, right, we're very good. impressed, Kiefer. <laughs> Taylor dresses are code for drugs. Oh. <laughs> you oh. what was pinned to it? So what must what must Kiefer be thinking? You know, I'm new on the job. I'm pretty good out of the academy. I get paired with this guy who is a who is a crazy, unusual modus operandi, which and, he just learned. Right? He's he's already or he just his vocabulary, and uh, he sees his boss bring out this girl that I guess he has on retainer to do weird coded <laughs> dances to convey yeah. information. That that only Chris Isaac understands that he will just share with Kiefer, even though it was just the three of them together anyway. Now, do you think the you think Lynch, the character, like the the character in the film, do you think yeah. he knew what the woman was going to do? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think she's like a vessel. And he's like, I need to communicate this information. No. I don't know on. what it is. This is the FBI. Come on. <laughs> That's too convoluted? No, I no, think. No, no, no. Think, because um, because he, ha- he knew information about the case. He's the one that gave the uncle detail by specifying, by choosing his words carefully. And he also put true. his hand on his face like an idiot to convey that the uncle was in prison. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) No, the FBI hires these women to dance. I mean, it's like, have you seen Wind Talkers? No, I I actually haven't. No, unfortunately. (laughs) But uh, these are like the Navajo... uh, The code talkers. Yeah, who can... The code that um, can't be broken by the enemy is the dancing girl. Unfortunately, I don't really think any of that information is that useful. Um... Well, the fact that the authorities are going to be belligerent is useful. Yeah, but you're going to find that out when you get... I mean, she can't explain, hey, don't pick up that ring. You're going to get transported to the demon lair. Much more salient. Much more salient than, um, you know, the backstory of why he doesn't like the federal government, right? (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, this guy's a big-time, like, libertarian, so watch (laughs) out. Like, uh, okay. (laughs) Let me throw you a scenario. You work at the FBI, right? You're a regular guy, you know, nine to five, home to see the wife and kids. Mm-hmm. And and you love, you know, just solving crimes, justice, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, your partner comes in one day and he says, uh, there's going to be a murder. Mm. And you say, oh, uh, okay. Uh, how do you know that? And, you, and, he's, and he says, I, I had a vision of it. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't tell anyone, but I had a vision of the last murder too. Yeah. And uh, and you say, okay, uh, well, uh, <laughs> all right, I'll humor you. Who's uh, who's gonna die? And he says, a blonde girl <laughs> uh, in high school. I, know. I love this line. And uh, she's uh, she's sexually, sexually act- active. Yeah. Which is weird. Weird to say. And then, of course, you no, know. You, I, you- think that's, I think that's pretty fitting for FBI. I think that's probably like the rundown, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is not this is not my my issue with it. And then Miguel Fer, you know, you in this in this scenario, you say like, well, that's you know, every girl in America. Like, no, no, no. That's great. a great line because because uh, I love it that uh, McLaughlin's like she's sexually active, <laughs> she's a drug user, and Ferris like that's half the that's half the fourteen to eighteen year old female demographic in the United States. <laughs> and I was like, my God, how jaded are these FBI agents? Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> If you're Miguel Ferrer in this case, yeah, and your partner is predicting the patterns of a serial killer, mm-hmm. he's probably the killer. Oh, oh, you, you, oh, you think so? I mean, you know, either that, or as I'm sure is is the case in the show, you have like a weird psychic connection to the victim. <laughs> but if you're Miguel Ferrer, the straight man who works at the FBI, who's a, who's a pragmatist, uh-huh. you're not gonna, you're not gonna be like. Hey man, it's really fucked up. You're having these visions. If if a girl matching that description dies in that area, I'm gonna arrest you because you were definitely involved for sure. Uh, for sure. No, no, no. <laughs> That's a good point. No, I think um, I think I think for uh, so I think you know hanging around maybe not like I'm seeing visions of future murders. But I think like, yeah, you know, I've gotten, I've gotten the late, the dancing lady briefing before. Like, <laughs> I know this is like, this is the department. This is the Seattle field office. This is like, God, this, is, this, briefing. <laughs> this is what we do. Like, this is, you know, and. Right, but, it, but look, look, you can't have it both ways. You can't have him. Because what he does be the is, voice of reason and still he, he listens to that that uh, that like prophecy, yeah, and is like ah you McLaughlin and just ignores it. No, he's not going to think he's the he's the murderer though. That seems too extreme. But if but but if and when that girl dies, as we know that she does, yeah, you got to be like holy shit, McLaughlin called it to the team. <laughs> At the very least, you got to be like chief. You know, don't send him to investigate. <laughs> He's too close to this thing. No, I think, uh, but like, like, like Ferrer says, the description is really broad. Like he is right that there's probably a young woman yes. dying like this every week, That's right? True. In America. The same town where there was a previous murder. And McLaughlin says, I think there's going to be another murder just like that one. He's linking them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's describing a serial killer pattern. Yeah, yeah. And he's predicting the next victim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In a creepy voice. <laughs> no, he's not creepy. He's a little creepy. He's hey, when, I, when when Miguel Ferrer then no no no, no we missed a part. Then Miguel Ferrer says, "Well, what is she doing right now?" Mm. And he goes, "She's she, preparing an abundance of food." But, but his which is weird <laughs> to say, but his that's his how he talks. Face is that like he's seeing it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be the guy that works at the, you know, at what appears to be the X-Files branch of the FBI with the yeah, no. briefings and just shrug off when your partner when when your partner is a precog and sees future crimes. <laughs> I think it, he can only see this. And I think that's because he's in the lodge, right? That's that's why he comes running. Um you know, if if your your new boyfriend just 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 took you to the to, hey, let's go watch this uh this film. Um wasn't that a show? Oh yeah, we should let's go see this. This will be good. This will be good. And then they were just like, What the fuck? Do you think they made it through or do you think they walked out? I don't know. I mean here's a here's a good question. Mm-hmm. If you were to walk out, mm-hmm. When would be the point? <laughs> yeah, right. I would have my hands on the on the on the armrests, ready to elevate myself when uh, Chris Isaac grabs the ring and disappears. Oh, oh, really? And then, yeah, yeah. And then, oh, no, 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 no. I'd be, I'd, oh, I'd be in then. I'd be like, oh, okay, all right. And then, <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be like, this is a pretty good movie. Oh, oh, a guy disappears. Oh. I'd be like, oh, now you got me. <laughs> oh, now, now I get what, it, what all the buzz is about. <laughs> oh, you didn't tell me that people were going to disappear. Uh, my notes about this are are like are like a like a poem. So the child, child says, "Fell a victim." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone says, "With this ring, I v wed and laughs maniacally." So hey, by the way, how how worried are you going to be tomorrow when you? open up your notes and there's missing pages. <laughs> well, first, first I would open it to the front and it would say, it would say, compares notes about David Lynch. And I'd say, oh, good, my book. And then I would open it to the next page and I would see the missing pages. I'd run to my therapist's house. You're not, you're not running to my house. You're, you're staying the hell away from my place. I run to your house in the cabin in the woods and you make a pass at me for some reason. I become a demon and that arouses you even more for some reason. And then I leave by the door and you throw yourself at the door yeah. and rub up against it. Yeah. My God. What? Uh, here's my question. Mm-hmm. One of many. <laughs> she comes home. Laura comes home. And, yeah. One, yeah. and her dad is sitting there uh, for dinner. Mm-hmm. First of all, oh, have, yeah. I wrote, I wrote, they have a carpeted dining room. That's the real horror. <laughs> that's good Uh, that's good and uh they sit down and the dad is seems he seems very normal we've seen that he's apparently uh, a demon earlier but for now he seems normal so wait so which part is this this is so this is after she saw her she saw uh bob oh yeah yeah demon right and And then and then she, she saw her father leave. She saw yeah. her father leave. Yeah. And she has a strong, strong suspicion that the demon Bob that's been, to quote her, having her since she was 12 yeah, yeah. is possibly her father, disguises her father. So she sits down for dinner. Dad's yeah. being a regular dad. And then he, I, he goes from zero to 60. <laughs> yeah. By saying, he says, your hands are dirty. You didn't wash your hands. Yeah. And then he grabs her hands and he says, we're not going to eat until Laura washes her hands and then grabs her face. And then the mom is like, what are you doing? Stop it. You're hurting her. You're hurting her. Yeah. I Just think she, she knows. Right. So in that scene, yeah. I, she knows what's happening. Right. And then, and then Laura goes to wash her. Or then, and then, and then 
and then and then the dad is like the dad like realizes he's gone a little crazy. He's like, okay, all right, all right, I'm sorry. Mm. He sits back down, and Laura's like kind of freaked out, and the mom immediately goes back to normal. The dad immediately goes back to normal, and he's like, well, we're not going to eat until Laura washes her hands. And then the mom looks at her, kind of like judgy, and is like, well, you really you should wash your hands. Yeah. So what, this, well, what's happening here? I, I gotta say, all right. I actually have an explanation for this. I actually thought this was really oh, well done. I'd love okay. to. Hear. All right, <laughs> it's it's not going to be funny either. All right, unfortunately. Okay. So I think this is, from what I've read, this is the abuser's method to. I think he's saying it's you're dirty. Yeah, you're dirty because this happened to you. This is your uh, fault. Okay, okay. You need to clean yourself. Otherwise, you're not allowed to be a part of this family, right? See that that this this makes me mad because that is interesting. Yeah, and I think and it, I, I honestly I think it's like the shame. He's he's I mean, it's like the cycle of abuse, right? I think so okay. I think that's what that is. That I actually I I found that scene really effective like, "Oh my god, this is this is horrible." Uh and, no, but, and but, from what I've read, maybe maybe it's a semi uh um accurate representation of of how like this kind of horror i would um, i would happens. think that and it's but it's hard when you know you have <laughs> you have these like these bizarre reactions yeah which are interesting in this in the context you just described like that is yeah. an, that's an interesting scene to see uh-huh. but, but then you just have people acting bizarrely throughout the movie you lose that this is important because I was watching it, I was like, oh, people being crazy again. As for <laughs> right, right. No one reacts to anything appropriately. Because uh, we haven't even talked about the final scene, which is just like a a whirlwind of like... Well, how can you talk about the final scene when, when, you know, this guy is blank as a fart? <laughs> you know, so much to dissect. Yeah, I mean, we haven't talked about Bobby shooting the, uh, Bob shooting shot the guy the, in the woods. Yeah. The guy in the woods. Also, why is the, the, the drug deal, named yeah. Bob? And there's a character named Bobby. That's confusing. Yeah, but Bob is all capital letters, so it makes sense. Uh, not <laughs> after watching the movie, <laughs> they're just speaking. <laughs> yeah, you know that's a good that's a good point. Um, <laughs> it is confusing. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they go. They do the drug deal. Yeah. By the way, God, she does cocaine. I mean, yes, granted, she's in pain. She's a victim. She's using a lot of drugs to numb the pain. Uh huh. She does cocaine before bed. I mean, of course, you're gonna have weird dreams. <laughs> take some like fucking Ambien. You know, take some opioids. Yeah, take yeah. You opioids, wanna, you know? Yeah, you want to settle down. Yeah. Well, she's an uh, addict. I don't know. Maybe cocaine addicts. Um, you know. I, do some... She has a dream. She has a dream where a girl is it one of the girls yeah. from the movie? I can't tell. In the bed next to her, and in the dream, I mean, granted, it's a dream, but she doesn't react to that. Right. She she reacts to waking up and seeing no one there. That's right. What's scary to her is that there is not a dead person. <laughs> where did where the dead body go? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not yeah. Not how I would react. But... I wore my uh, my security blanket. That is my corpse. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did Bob come in and take away my corp? <laughs> that bastard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She also, oh God, I mean, look, you know. <laughs> yeah, that whole sequence, right? Where she 
She you're hangs working, up the, the picture and then yeah, she goes through the door. You're working at the restaurant and you're uh-huh. doing Meals on Wheels. Shout out mm-hmm. to Meals on Wheels, by the way. What a great yeah. reference to these people that are trying to do good. She's doing Meals on Wheels and then the the uh, old woman and the child with the plague mm-hmm. appear mm-hmm. on the street. Mm-hmm. The old woman beckons and she being, you know, an idiot walks towards the old woman. Yeah. Would you? Hey, so would you go up to an, an old woman and the child with the mask if... Uh... Well, okay. are you asking towards me you? as as a as a person living in a town that's normal, or would you no, 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 who believes tomorrow raped by a demon every night? No, no, no. This is this is no. This is you. Because if I'm the latter, I don't approach. I don't do anything by myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the the latter being the the demon rape victim. Yeah. Yes, I don't do. I don't. Survivor. I don't. <laughs> I don't get out of bed without without. Making sure that someone is with me and, and you, checking my surroundings and stuff. That's true. Yeah, you definitely want a buddy at all times. Yeah. Oh, but uh, she chose to go towards the old woman, mm-hmm. boy with the mask, and uh, uh, I keep my distance personally. I would say I would I would yell for Shelly to come out, and then I'd be like, "Hey, Shelly, there's this old woman in the street. Yeah, uh, what's up with that?" And then uh, I mean, we can shout, we can have this conversation from a distance. We don't. I don't need to approach you for you to tell me something. Over here, and I'll be like, "Come over here. Why do I have to go?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come to me if you want to initiate the conversation. You come to me. I'm staying here. Talk in front of my place of work instead of out there in the street. Yeah. So she goes out there. The old woman gives her a painting and says, this would look good in your room. Mm. Which She's, kind of implies she knows what the room looks like. That's true. She's perturbed by the old woman. Yeah. Which is a fair uh, reaction. Mm-hmm. But keeps the painting and clutches it to her chest. Yeah, and hangs it. But uh, So she runs home. She sees her, her dad, who she knows. Or she sees Bob. She runs out. She sees her dad. She leaves. She's so terrified. She leaves the painting outside, uh, and then leaves the painting. And then at night, she's doing her nightly cocaine, yeah. and she thinks to herself, "I left that. Pa- Damn, you know that was a nice painting that I left outside. Mm. Go get it." And then she goes and gets it and hangs it up. And sure enough, that painting is the doorway to the nightmare world. I mean, obviously, <laughs> if an old woman approaches you. Yeah, a painting and says it would look in your room, and then a child wearing a mask says, "You know the demon that you fear? I know he's in your room right now." Obviously, yeah. that painting is the doorway to hell. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Uh, we should move towards the end of the film. Yeah, uh, I do remember one of the one of the other weird like moments that I thought was like genuinely funny and enjoyable to watch is she's doing her cocaine again. She's really she's really strung out at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, her boyfriend, James, uh, James, calls her and is like, "We should hang out." Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, okay, I'll be ready in fifteen minutes." And she's like, oh, "Why did I say fifteen minutes?" <laughs> yeah, so, which is a funny, which is a funny thing to really, say, right? It's very real. She's like, yeah, yeah. "You know what? I'm I'm not even dressed. I'm high on cocaine. Like, I am in no condition to leave the house." Why did I say 15 minutes? I'm not going to be ready in 15 minutes. <laughs> it is almost, it's a well, little Larry I'm, David-esque. I'm the, I'm the <laughs> you know? Oh my God. Why do I say this, these, these things, 15 minutes? Ooh, I can imagine Larry David. I got it. like, who calls in the middle of the night? I just meet in 15 minutes. What kind of, they're boundaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he, he comes up on his motorcycle, which is so loud. Mm-hmm. She hops on. They go to the the woods. 
Yeah. And he's talking to her. And, you know, just like the therapist that was in love with her that, like, tries to kiss her even after she became a demon. Yeah, God yeah. love James. You know, he will stick with her. I, I was thinking to myself, if I if I had a girlfriend and I went out with her to the woods to, like, hook up and she told me that she was going to die and started crying and then looked behind me and just let out a blood-curdling scream. Yeah, yeah. I'd get the hell out of there. I'd be like, yeah, deal. <laughs> well, first, aren't every time they in the original show, they do this a lot. Uh, Laura and James hop on his hog and then just take <laughs> off. And then they park in the middle of the creepy-ass Pacific Northwest. <laughs> and I'm like, go to a goddamn gas station, please. Like, it is so scary, right? You want to hook up, right? Is, is that what they're doing? They're, they're just going out to a random area so they can hook up? I mean, look, James James is a good-looking guy. He's got a motorcycle. You know, he can get it, all right? He's still picking up girls late at night on 15 minutes notice just to talk. Uh, yeah, but uh, keep going. So that, you know, <laughs> she gets on the bike. Yeah. Uh, it's the bike. He, he's like, he's like, you know what? You know, he still loves her. <laughs> and so he, she's like, she's, she's like, you better take me home now. Mm-hmm. And so in his head, I mean, he's like, you know, brought this girl out here. <laughs> she, she screamed in my face. Yeah. And she told me I should leave her. And I did the nice boyfriend thing. And I was like, no, baby, I love you. And then she's still like, you can take me home, whatever. They're driving home. And then she tucks and rolls and jumps off the motorcycle in motion. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Uh, and, were, and were they were they in motion? I wondered after they were they were they were like okay, he was slowing down I think for a red light, but she yeah. fell <laughs> and and got rolled behind a little bit. Yeah. And he's like, Laura, get back on the bike. You know, I, I love it in this movie when people act normally. Because it's so refreshing. <laughs> he's like, Laura, what the fuck? Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Bike. And yeah. she's like, no. No, I love you. And then runs off into the woods. And he's like, he's like, ah, you know what? Screw it. I'm out of here. Good for him. I am good. You know, I applaud the rational people. Yeah. She runs uh, into the woods. Uh-oh. And, uh oh. And who's there? Canada bros. They're, uh, they're hanging out there. So she tucked and rolled right where she knew they would be. Uh, okay. Yeah. So then they go to the cabin. Uh, and then two men show up, mm-hmm. her father and the one-armed man. Uh, this is yeah, after they have the cocaine. Yeah, they have cocaine. They, they party. Uh, it seems like it's pretty consensual. And then it suddenly becomes very not consensual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then her father shows up as the demon. Yeah, he's kind of like one and the same at this point, right? Like... I think at this point in the film, they're the same person. Well, there's that there's that line where this is skipping ahead a little bit, but there's a line where when he's yeah about to kill her, yeah, yeah, that's this was weird. Out. I didn't I didn't remember this part in the he yells out, "No, don't make me do it! Don't make me do it!" Yeah, because I think he does love his daughter. I don't know, or at least doesn't want to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he loves her. I don't know. Maybe he does. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but she sees him through the window, right? Is that is that what happens? Yeah, and she's like, "Oh no, this, this either either demon is here or my dad caught me. Either way, <laughs> it's not going to end well." 
and uh, and the demon uh, kills. During it's that quite whole... a bit of, of, I mean, you don't see anyone getting murdered, but it's quite uh, disturbing. Right. She's in a weird position and she's yelling. And Yeah, and there's a lot of quick cuts, a lot of flashing lights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I felt like, okay, now I finally feel like this is like some prequel stuff. He's taking her body, he's dumping it. Yes, yes. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you're in like a lake, I guess, where they find the body later. And, uh, and then it cuts to the motel lobby. The red room, black room, whatever you call it, black lodge. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the little person explains that he's the arm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Leland um, floats the air. Yeah. And uh... <laughs> which is so funny because I mean, honestly, according to Lynch, just walk in, you're good to go. Just show up for the film. Backstory, don't need it. You have all the information you need. My notes towards the last third of this movie are just all question marks. <laughs> uh, so, I, I mean, I get frustrated because the idea of like a bizarre murder of a, you know, seemingly perfect girl in the Pacific Northwest and everyone in the town is not what it's, what they seem to be. I know mm-hmm. that was the pitch made to ABC. Yeah, no. And that's that's the show. And, and that would be great. Uh, and then... Because it was a ground, I mean, it was a groundbreaking show. Like there wasn't like you know, like the age of you know the golden age of TV that we live in now. I mean that you know that wasn't a thing back then. Like these kinds of high concept series. But like you know, the guy at ABC being like, okay, well, what do you mean when you say that that not everyone in the town is what they seem to be? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, the detective, the the, the uh, deputy, the sheriff's deputy, is involved in the drug trade. And like, whoa, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, actually, Laura Palmer. Everyone thinks that she's dating this this one kid, but she's actually hooking up with two or three different guys. And they go, "Oh, all right. Well, that's a little edgy, but okay." <laughs> and then he says, "Well, yeah, you think that's good?" Uh, there's a woman who walks around with a piece of wood, and the wood tells her information, which she then passes to the FBI. And they go, uh, <laughs> "Okay." Uh, and, but but she's like she's like a funny kind of character. They're like, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. All right. Mm-hmm. So tell us, David, who do you think is the is the murderer? Who's it going to be? And he's like, and he's like, you know, it's going to be the dad. But it's not really the dad. And they say, oh, okay. So it's like a like a red herring. He says, no, no. Well, in in as much as that, the dad is is controlled by a demon. The demon's name is Bob. Oh, but there's a character named. Is it Bobby? No, 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 no. This is. Capital B, <laughs> capital O, capital B, Bob. Uh, okay. David, we'll, we'll give you two seasons, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it went down. I mean, the lie would be this or Monday Night Football. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was a huge show until everyone found out who killed, who killed her. Apparently, they forced it on Lynch. Uh, and then he left the show. He did it. And then he left. He's like, I'm not doing this. You're not respecting my artistic vision, right? <laughs> and so he left. You're like, where are you going to work? CBS? <laughs> there aren't other networks. It's just us. Yeah. Well, you know, this was Academy Award winning David Lynch. You think they're going to pick you up on PBS? With your rapist dad? No way. <laughs> Yeah, so he uh, he took off, and then the the show the show did 
did terrible after that. It, I, I mean, maybe it was. Maybe people were uh, like aghast at um, the fact that it was the dad. Yeah. So, so just for reference before we start yeah. season three. So okay. season two ends. He is stuck in that room and Bob has possessed him. That's the final shot. Oh, okay. McLaughlin. McLaughlin, our hero. Our anchor. Our anchor. Our, Possessed our... by the demon at the end. That's how the series ended. Oh my gosh. And so Twin Peaks fans, hey, David Lynch, you know, Hollywood's uh, number one director, right? No. Just just, just <laughs> won it at Cannes the year before for, uh, what did he win for? I think it was... Maybe wild at heart with, uh, um, what's his face? Um, uh, I can't remember. But I mean, you know, David Lynch is a big deal. So it's like, hey, he's gonna he's gonna explain what happened to our hero, and then not a lot of explaining going on. <laughs> yeah. So people uh, were angry, right? I I mean, I sympathize with them. Yeah. I felt <laughs> I felt several different emotions, but most of all, I was angry. During I mean, this people movie. were people were so angry about this movie. When I was like, "Oh, you know," people talk about Twin Peaks. People would say, "Don't even watch the movie." <laughs> like, don't like the movie's not. It's not canon. You know, <laughs> I don't even really know canon. what that means. I know that's like right. What the people fuck? say that at Comic Con, right? It's not canon. Oh my gosh! Uh, people would people would say that like don't watch the now. I mean now really the film is it. I mean it's it's kind of like the whole thing. We should just pack oh. up and go home. <laughs> <laughs> um. Gosh. So yeah, so, people were pissed at the movie, but the movie. I mean, really, it answers a lot of questions. Well, we're gonna have to watch the movie again. I think I hate to tell I mean, you. Uh, <laughs> Yeah.